five dancers, four places in the final. It's time to cross off those last few squares on the dance card. Who goes? Who stays? You decide. Well, you decide once you've been subject to a barrage of the producer's dark arts and every bit of pyro they can muster. And welcome to the Keep Dancing podcast. I'm Ellie and I'm your host. Tonight we're having a semi-final megapod and I'm joined by Lisa. Hello. Emily. Hello. Anne. Hello. John. Hello. Richard. Hello. A new guest, Elliot. Hello. <laughs> we're your 100% unofficial, unexpurgated and penultimate source of Strictly Come Dancing analysis and opinions. We aren't neutral, we aren't always polite, but we are obsessed with go days. If you'd like to get in touch with us, email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at keepdancingpod. We'd love to hear your views, theories and conspiracies about the last minute draw on the judges' leaderboard. Semi-finals, finally. I mean, it's December now. How did that happen? Yeah, when did that happen? Yeah, 12 weeks gone, like that. Yeah, what have we been doing with ourselves? I don't know. We've been watching television carefully and critically and and being very careful of what we've been doing. We've been responsible, responsible adults. Or, in Lisa's case, we've been mainly watching, <laughs> we've been mainly watching on catch-up just before the podcast recording. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of that has happened. Would anybody like to weigh in on the general quality of the show overall? A bit low for a semi-final. Like, the scores were pretty crud, to be honest. Yeah, there's usually an absolute barrage of 40s, isn't there? I mean, we had, like, people were happy about getting a 32. And if I got a 32 in a semi, I would be going, oh, bugger. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> like not, going to, I'm not even going to prepare my show dance. I'm definitely not going to get to do it. Or maybe the judges were just being harsher this week. I don't know, but the judging, the scores compared to previous semi-finals was a lot lower, I noticed, and I was quite surprised. Happy in some aspects, sadder in others. Elliot, would you like to actually introduce yourself to our podcast listeners? Yes, uh, well, my name is Elliot Harris. I know half of these podcast people through the ones the word of Eurovision, but I'm also a competitive ballroom dancer and have been for 12 years. And I've actually sat through and watched quite a lot of these Strictly Professionals in their competitive days. Most recently, Neil and Katya and AJ. So I know them a bit. <laughs> is Katya as much of a legend on the competitive circuit as she is um, in Strictly? Her and Neil were pretty unbeatable in the last few years. I am, we had someone from my dance centre who was second in the country on the amateur circuit in Latin behind Neil and Katya. And you couldn't really stop watching her. Well, he was there as well, but she did always steal the show. And she was incredible. There was one show dance they did where she had a dress change. She pinned it, it was one colour, she undid it, and it was a different colour. And it was seamless, and it was really impressive. <laughs> oh, a bit like that old RuPaul's Drag Race manoeuvre. Yes. Yes. And they did it on, a, if anyone did watch it years ago, when she was in Britain's Got Talent, they did it then as well. And she actually did all the dresses from Britain's Got Talent as well in the semi-final. But yeah, she's lovely, she's an amazing choreographer, dancer, and... 
what you see on TV is what she is in person. So there's no falseness or playing up for the cameras, which is lovely. I have heard more than enough this week about people being fake or authentic or whatever or whatever. <laughs> so shall we review some dances? We've got 10 to get through, which hasn't been the case in a long time. And there are lots of us. American Smooth, and finally formally introducing us to his dance partner, it's Joe McFadden and his partner, Katya. <sighs> it's always nice. Nice. It, <laughs> nice one, Emily. That was actually in stereo. It's always nice to get a bit of the oh, like so pleasant that it's almost cheesy sort of soft shoe type stuff going on it's saturday night telly who are we kidding we need so <laughs> nice it's cheesy he was filled with the spirit of light entertainment good that's it that's all i have to say on it, it was it was good i enjoyed it lots of swirls love the frocks it was it was pretty spot on he did look like he was having general wobbles mm. in everything last yeah, night the but balance i almost was like has he got like a sinus infection is there an inner yeah. problem Um, but so last week when we were going through the dance card we'd worked out that joe was almost definitely going to be having an american smooth this week and we had got ourselves quite worked up about it being like a full-on showstopper did it live up to your expectations lisa uh yes i think so i can't remember it i think it was it, it it, it opened the show and a lot ha- a lot's happened since then. We had nine other dances. Um, I remember it being good, very twirly, lots of dress flying out. and The dress was fantastic, obviously. It was collapsed. Um, was it? If it had been a dress, then, okay, um, then um, poor Joe may have possibly have suffocated during that last sort of shoulder neck lift thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, yes, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I have loved Joe for a number of weeks now, so I am just pleased to see him dance. And we all love Katia, so. Anne? Yeah, I have to agree with everything that Lisa just said. It it, it, it was a it was a nice dance. I can't actually remember that much about it, but I suppose no news is good news. Um, but the thing I did write on Twitter, the first thing I wrote was, this reminds me of Tom Chambers. With that, with that mega spray tan, he did almost look like Tom Chambers. He did, he did. There was kind of like a, a kind of retro vision of uh, kind of Tom Chambers coming back from, God knows when he won it. But yeah, it was confident. But they, there was some. I don't know. I, I I don't know. Was he nervous or is he ill? Kind of the balance thing. Because that came across in his second dance as well. Oh, yeah. So maybe you did have something up with him. Well, it is cold season. Remember to wash your hands, everybody, and make sure not to touch doorknobs. Richard. I think the one thing that grabbed me about Joe and Kat, his American smooth, was his amazing lifts he did. It was very well going into lifts and coming out of lifts. That just grabbed my attention. I thought they did that really well. John, John, are we, are we, have, have we found the notebook? I've got the notebook, and actually the first comment that I wrote about Joe was that he did terrible lifts, uh, which obviously says says to me that I know nothing about dancing and that Richard knows far more, or maybe he was just paying attention. I don't know. I just, I I didn't really rate his his lifts, but I have to say, uh, after the departure of Susan, um, I think Joe is adorable, 
absolutely adorable. And it doesn't really matter if he makes any mistakes. The fact that he smiles so much, uh, I just think, oh, you're lovely. I know that's really superficial. Uh, are people laughing at me? I don't know. No, no, I'm, no, laughing no I'm laughing with you. I'm laughing with you because like, he is doing that. Right. Uh, and I just think that that enthusiasm that he has, uh, you know, that, that is a genuine smile. I just think, well, if he's, if he's enthusiastic enough to smile in that way, then that must, there must be something in his dancing that is just, you know, he, he just really throws himself into it. And basically I clearly have a soft spot for him. There we are. I think the, the lifts thing is because of the balance issues, there were some struggles in the preparation um, and the dismount. Like, I think the first one, it almost looked like he was going for a drag and she sort of skipped a couple of steps before he got her up there. Um, does somebody want to come in technically on this? Technically, it was fine. There was nothing offensive about it. It was nice. His hold was nice. He moved around the floor very nicely. The thing that bothered me the most last night was that he's the last man standing and they put him first in a running order where traditionally you would kind of like stick him in the middle, I felt, because I just don't understand why you would put the last man at the front of the show. Yeah, it was fine, but it wasn't like last week, which had any impact. Like last week, he was his campus Christmas and it worked and it was fabulous. This week, it was just safe, I felt, at times. And then I think in the semi-final, you just need to be a bit bolder and braver. I just think they play the safe card for this for this dance at least but yeah it was fine his hold was good he's improved so much since the start we look back at his first you know ballroom dance which is a tango and it just fell apart he's done so well and he is so likable you know i haven't heard a single bad word about him which is quite impressive considering the amount of negativity some of these act are not artists celebrities have received this year so yeah I think the reason that he was on first in the running order is that he's comfortably winning the televote. And yeah. there is no risk that he would be in the dance-off. No, shot of dropping Catcher on her head, it wasn't going to happen, that he was going to come in a, in a position in the televote that was a, a problem, was it? I was, I was just being typically superficial again. I mean, basically, he smiled every week for three three months' worth of Saturday night. He's going to get in the... you know. He's, it, He's going to be fine. What I was missing from Joe yesterday was the cheeky smile straight down the camera. He's managed it every other week, but he didn't quite get the full cheesy, you know, tooth gleam wink um, yesterday. Lisa? No, I don't think I have anything to say to add to that. Sorry. Have we, no. we've, have we mined that one for all comment now? I think so. I think so, yeah. I think so. All right, get ready. Dancing the Viennese waltz. She's whirling, delicate and vulnerable. It's Alexandra Burke and her partner, Gorka. Somebody won the frock lottery this week. <laughs> yeah, didn't they? <laughs> God. How many stones were on that on that dress? That must have taken them weeks. Have we asked DSI that question yet? <laughs> um, do you know, I don't think we need to know the actual number. It was enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was enough. It just... Honestly, it moved so beautifully as well. Yeah, it did. And I don't know. I never knew before that Tina Arena did a version of Everybody Hurts, but apparently this is the arrangement that that was. It Neither was did I. very interesting, was it? Uh, uh, yeah. 
I'm, I'm sure it's probably very nice. Even in the truncated 92nd uh, Strictly version, it was uh, pleasant to listen to. And it had a really nice sort of rousing bit for hold on, hold on. And you can do a really expressive Viennese waltz to it. Yep. And I think if Joe's keyword for his first dance was nice and nice or safe, Alexandra's was expressive. Yes. Yeah. Come in on Alexandra. It was everything that it needed to be. And, you know, we spoke a lot about Alexandra last week and about what's happening to her. And I think this was a, they did the two dances in the right order. Um, you know, this was definitely the right one to do first. Um, it was very calm and very, um, you know, we know Alexandra's been getting a lot of kind of flat for being the sort of drama-y, diva-y, whatever. Um, and this was just very calm. It, it wasn't anything like that. It was lovely. Um, one thing I do want to say, so I've, I've done a bit of study in the last few weeks into lighting and particularly lighting on um, colour you know different skin tones and i've noticed what they've been doing with alexandra is really clever and you probably wouldn't notice it if you haven't studied it they don't use any harsh white light on her um so even the white lights in this were pale lemon yellow colors uh, which is a really really smart way of just kind of making all the colors on the screen come together so i wanted to to you know shout props out to whoever is designing the lighting um i think they've really thought about you know lighting different skin tones which is great yes john <laughs> aside from the dancing which i still don't really feel as though i'm knowledgeable enough to comment on uh, i will only ever you know i only ever get a gut reaction from a dance but i felt this week as though we got to see a bit more of the real alexandra uh, and i don't know whether that's because of stuff that i've seen on twitter but she seemed warmer and she seemed sort of She's always been into it. She's absolutely always been committed. But there have been some weeks where I felt a little bit detached from her as a viewer. Um, this time, I felt like she was she was really there, and it was really her. Uh, I don't know whether that was just me. I don't. Know, maybe I was projecting. I don't know. Maybe maybe I was a bit tired or drunk. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, back onto my old saw of. Um, I don't know. Uh, of the look down the camera I gift Alexandra's two looks down the camera uh, on the Twitter feed and the one in the Viennese waltz is this extremely vulnerable reaching out to the viewer looking us in the eye and displaying vulnerability and that was the whole point of this Viennese waltz, displaying um, skill and vulnerability Okay, so it wasn't genuine it may not have been genuine. It may have been acting. Is that it's not saying? about whether or not it's genuine. Um, it's about whether it makes you that's feel that it's that, genuine. Yeah. It, we're, we're not but, actually watching a programme to see the real Alexandra, it, it, if we're honest. We're watching a reality programme where celebrities learn to dance. It's not her position to to give us the real Alexandra every time. No, I'm, 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 just, I'm just confessing to weakness of mine which is i kind of watch it that way i'm sorry no no i like we all watch it that way i think we've all like shown that we have opinions on how people come across like we've we've hardly been uh, always kind to molly oh poor um, molly well i know i know but there's got to be one hasn't there 
she was showing a vulnerability in her dance that she ha- perhaps hasn't put across in previous weeks, and I really enjoyed that. It it felt really, really beautifully done, particularly with the lighting and the dress. Lisa? Um, I just think uh, another thing on that authenticity, you know, re- seeing the real person front, um, you know, I think that's a lesson that we, I, we learned, you know, a few weeks back, it, it how you want to be portrayed and how the people making the cuts are deciding you're going to be portrayed are two very different things as we learnt from a particular show on the other side. Yes and um, (laughs) while we're on the topic of Alexandra um, you might enjoy a particularly heartfelt and lovely piece about Alexandra on theguyliner.com it started out on his newsletter and he put it on the main blog and it received the seal of approval from La Burke herself so it's pretty good Richard? Yes, Alex was emotive I thought she flowed well around the floor I thought the dress helped with the sort of wafty you know, finish at the bottom but overall I thought it was graceful and elegant that's about it, really. It's, it's, it's getting to the point where you can just sort of watch it and it's shocking if there's a bad dance. Elliot? Yeah, um, I know I saw on your Twitter that they attached the feather boa at the bottom at the very last second. That was probably a decision made after they saw them probably practice in their dress because feathered bottoms are very popular right now on the dance circuit a lot of girls are having feathers attached to the bottom of their dress and it does create a lot of movement on the floor and so that's why most girls have a feather bottom to get some and there's a lot of swaying so it worked i wasn't actually a big fan of the dress personally i didn't love it really just something about a tanned body on a dress i'm just not a fan of in ballroom i'm, I'm not sure why and you know at the end of the day dancing isn't meant to be real you know every dancer you watch unless they are dating or married they are acting like in the rumba we are told to pretend that someone else if you have to you don't have to be like you just have to fool the people around you for a minute 90 seconds but the dance itself was lovely she did a fleckle which is the spinny step which is extremely difficult to do they did it well they moved around the floor lovely and i think her marks were very much deserved you know some people still were badgering saying she's been protected by the judges but i actually think every mark she gets is deserved. Even weeks where she hasn't been great, she's been called up on it. So her her marks against her dancers have been very consistent throughout the series, which is what I can't say for everyone. And I think she did a very good job. You know, the Viennese is not an easy dance to do. They did it well. And every, yeah, I think it was very telling they used Everybody Hurts, considering the, the backlash she's received. It seemed like a very smart choice to use that song to kind of like get her message and how she's feeling across because this is the week she's really spoke out against it. This is the week where she's really just kind of gone enough. And I think they played every strength they had and they did it very well. So, and I love Alexandra from day one. I've loved her. I thought she was going to be good and she is, hasn't disappointed me, to be honest. She has been phenomenal. She's magnificent. I have to say, in all the years of watching Strictly, I cannot remember another celebrity that has got the stick to this level. It really is quite... Yeah, it's sad. It's, it's, and we don't know why, because every reason she's been given hate for, someone else has had something similar in the series. Like, oh, she's been trained in the West End. Half the, half the cast are actors every year who have had drama school training like, and had some sort of dance or performance training. 
you know, even Debbie McGee, she's a magician's assistant. She would have had some training to tart it up on stage, to be blunt. And I just don't get why she has been singled out this year. It makes no sense. And I think it's just a bit unfair, because it's obvious now. It's not even like people are trying to be secretive. They're just like, we don't like her. But they're not giving any reasons to justify it. It's just, we don't like her. John wants to come in. Well, they all voted for on Pop Idol. John. Uh, I watched Gogglebox on Friday night and um, my assumptions about the sort of uh, negativity around Alexandra were, um, I feel I feel really quite uncomfortable saying, but because my assumptions were the negativity was about her being black and also about her being a woman and being a successful woman and being an able woman. And I think that there is, even though it is completely... Uh, at odds with how I view the world, I think there are surprisingly more people who feel threatened by someone who is a woman and black and and utterly capable and talented. Yeah. Um, and and I and so I made those assumptions and thought, no, no, that's just me, that's just me, blah blah. blah. Then I watched uh, Gogglebox and I got a hint of it when um, the. Uh, I don't know their names, I'm sorry, the two lovely sisters who um, are on their sofa. The Leeds sisters. Yeah, Yeah, they're from Um, Leeds. And there there was absolutely no hint of them being racist or or anything uh, unpleasant at all, but I just got a hint of what they were saying. There was always like that sort of sense of, oh, oh, she's really good. Uh, and, And so I think that my... My thought is that is where it stems from, and it's if it is where that, if that's where it stems from, then there's a little bit of work that needs to be done there. If you did Ashton get any hate because Ashton and Alexandra came from the same show, and I don't remember anyone being negative about Ashton. Then he either going on this column of, you know, what Alexandra's getting hate for. This is a black person who's had previous dance experience from being in a boy band, but everyone seemed to love him. And yeah. when he got cut, everyone seemed to lose their bloody mind. Whereas I'm going to say this is Viennese was absolutely diabolical and Jeanette choreographed that terribly. And he got pulled up on it, and rightly so, because it wasn't a Viennese. Because a Viennese is how Alexandra did it, which was soft and flowy. And that was really dramatic and not needed. But it's, I just don't understand where this hatred comes from for her. I don't understand it. And it makes me really sad. From going on... Right, so we've just been complaining about how horrible it is when people are mean. Let's try and be on our best behaviour for the next dance. <laughs> Dancing the samba and making a slight obelisk of it. It's Molly King and her partner, AJ. So oh. I, have, I have a problem that is nothing to do with Molly and nothing to do with AJ. Can I guess what it is? It is <coughs> the fact that whenever, wherever, or suerte, as we call it in the original Spanish, is a song by a Colombian artist about her Argentinian then boyfriend. They sing about climbing the Andes. Why is it ancient Egypt? Why were there obelisks? Why were there hieroglyphs? What was going on? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. This theming monster strikes again. This that this like theming absolute car crash reminded me. Do you remember I had a, a right old bang on about when uh, two 
Rinda and Oksana did their um, boom bang a bang in an Austrian dirndl. And I was like, what? This is, none of this makes sense. I, I went to exactly the same place in my mind. <laughs> I'm starting to think they're trolling us now. They're doing something <laughs> to get us talking. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> oh, how, how just wrong can we get this? <laughs> that nobody but the pedants I, on the podcast will pick us up. I have to say, I would be quite proud if it turns out that the BBC were trolling us on their primetime Saturday <laughs> night show. I mean, that's kudos, right? That I is, would be putting it on my CV. That would be... <laughs> Me too. Spectacularly annoyed a props guy. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't think we could get worse than a rumba last week, which wasn't a rumba. I'm sorry, I don't care what anyone says. That was diabolical. And this was worse. You have arguably the best samba ever, which is Shakira. And that song is so anthemic and awesome and makes you want to dance. And it's a brilliant samba because we have it at our competitions and everyone around the floor gets clapping. But firstly, why the hell was there glitter in their hands? Why did they do that whole, like, to camera? That was awful. <laughs> she, she looked dreadful. I'm sorry. Firstly, the dress was awful. Like, the skirt on it just looked like it was just shoved on last second. It was dreadful. And if I re- just nothing good. She looked awkward through that entire dance. It just looked awkward and uncomfortable. And just, you know, it was out of her comfort zone to try and be this sexy Latin woman. And she just couldn't pull it off. And she was just being dragged around the floor by AJ. And another thing that really bugged me is that there was a part where they were down left on the st- on, and Molly sort of ran away. And AJ does like this little run on the, on the spot. If anyone noticed that right before the hook of the song, I was like, why the hell is he just like, looking like a four-year-old having a tantrum, stamping his feet before running after Molly. Like, none of this maybe, made maybe sense. Maybe she missed her mark and he was supposed to travel. Uh, but... <laughs> maybe. Like, the whole thing just looked awkward and weird and I just, I felt bad because I do like Molly and she's, I feel like she's just in, on the wrong programme. She's like, I really want to try and give it my best and all this, but love is a competition. <laughs> being cute and I want to do well is only going to get you so far and she got pulled up on it you know this was awful this might be some class prejudice but I really feel like Molly would be more suited to celebrity dressage as a rider you know she's <laughs> she's very nice <laughs> <laughs> is this because you've gone back to Barnsley for the week help no, no, like celebrity dressage. Like, can you not imagine celebrity dressage a being thing, a thing? Even? <laughs> it's not even a thing. Well, I'm commissioning it right now. <laughs> I mean, at least <laughs> MasterChef, maybe. At least that actually exists. I don't know whether she. I think she'd crack under the pressure of celebrity MasterChef. No, I think. I, think right. I feel like Molly is a really nice, kind person who is kind to horses. She does seem very. <laughs> I've oh, no evidence. Lovely, I've but... no evidence, but I feel I feel like she probably is. Well, <laughs> I have to say I do agree with you. Up until the the bit about horses, um, I, I think she is lovely. I have to tell you that we got to three months into a television series. I still have absolutely no idea. What she does, I don't know. What does she do when she appears? She's Am a I not Saturday. watching the right? Singer. She's a singer. We use that term loosely, but she was on the Saturdays. She's resting at the moment, but she's a singer. 
Pop princess. Oh no, pop princess is solos, so she's girl band icon. No, that's too strong a word. She's definitely not pop princess. That's highly territory. Leave her out of that. When was she was successful? The Saturdays uh, is that's like until about a year and a half ago. Two thousand seven yeah. to. Well, you know, I'm forty four and busy. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's been doing BBC proms. He's got no idea. You listen, <laughs> the Saturdays have <laughs> never, to my knowledge, been played on Radio Three. So. <laughs> yeah, Richard, have you got um, something lovely to say about lovely Molly? Please do. <laughs> No, sorry. I just have one question, and this is more DSI territory. I've never in my life seen a girl with bright blonde hair like Molly in a gold dress. So why the hell was she wearing gold? She just she just looked washed out. It just looked it was the wrong colour for her, I felt. Like put her in red, put her in a bright blue, but not gold. It just looked weird on her. Unless they were trying to like, really hammer home the Egyptian thing, which no one seemed to get. <laughs> I think that's what it was. If you were going for Egyptian, you could have gone for like a pleated linen-type skirt. Like a bit of sort of cream plissé stuff. Um, and like a big gold belt. But I, I don't know. I really feel like Samba costume design peaked with Oties and they're just never going to recover from that. Yeah. It was a bit of a strange one. I, I think you, you're right. The the the, the um, ruched skirt looked a bit like a late edition, but unlike Alexandra's late edition, it didn't seem to work quite as well. Um, I wonder if it had a different edge on it to start off with. Yeah, and, it, and she might have got caught up on it. It probably had a fringed edge, and then it got caught up because the fringe would have worked really well for that dance. Yeah, fringe is perfect for that. But it's just like it's almost like. It would have made sense if it was a longer skirt, like in a high slit on the leg and it was slightly to maybe to the knee or to the, you know, calf. And I feel like maybe she, if she caught a heel and then just went, no, scrap that, just cut it and then just found this other skirt lying in their prop bed and just wedged it on. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Anyway, uh, like Molly and AJ, <laughs> shall we forget all about this and move on? Yes. Dancing the rumba and justifying all of those Emily Sandy results show performances in one fell swoop, it's Gemma Atkinson and her partner, Aliash. Oh, Gemma, I am so glad you're hanging on in there. Right, okay, who wants to go first? Emily, what are you fringing? Um, a dress, you know Claudia's dress on Saturday night? Yes. Yes. Right, I have, I'm basically making that because I have three metres of black fringing and a black dress that's a bardo neckline, so... That's happening. That's Perfect. Happening. Okay. Um, uh, Gemma, Lisa, you're a big Gemma fan. Yes, I am a big Gemma fan. I still am. This dance did not change that in any way. Um, it, it's not the best rumba we've ever seen on Strictly Come Dancing, but it was perfectly serviceable, I thought. I really liked her dress. Um, I, I thought it was it was a nice rumba. It wasn't a slutty rumba or a, you know, whatever rumba. It was a... It was a nice rumba. It's it's probably what I would have expected to see a few weeks ago rather than at the semi-final level. But, you know, I feel like Gemma had that plateau sort of halfway through the series. So she's she's playing catch up. Um, and, you know, like everyone, 
this week, you only have half the amount of time to learn the dances because you've got to learn two. So all those things taken into account, I really enjoyed it. There were a lot. And I liked, uh, and I liked Ali Ash's shirt, and I wanted it for Slavko. <laughs> <laughs> the shirt was great. Get on to DSI. Oh, I've already, yeah. I'm already nicking a Strictly shirt for myself from DSI. Don't worry. I've already got that earmarked <laughs> from Strictly this year. I'm way ahead. <laughs> I, I want Ali Ash's shirt. Um, well, it's not the exact one, but Gorka's shirt from the Samba, the sort of tanned lace thing with the black and the stones on it. Ooh. Basically, my friend's mother is a dress and shirt maker, so I'm having a replica made of that. And nice. it'll be very I'm going to look very sparkly. <laughs> that is the aim. Just attacking it in some. <laughs> nice. John. When will you be wearing that? Um, my debut for that will be in April at my nationwide finals up in Blackpool. Not the Tower Ballroom, the Winter Gardens. And I shall send photos, don't you worry. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Two weeks I'm before this one, so I'm going to have a busy month. <laughs> John, I, I think missed I the bit where uh, Elliot was a competitive dancer, right? <laughs> I didn't realise that. So. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just wanted to go to the shops. I assumed that you were going to go out on a Friday night wearing it. I was like, really? I'm seeing a Blackpool night out, to be honest, a sparkly shirt. So I could. The dance itself, it was okay. I think it's said a lot when just out of nowhere they had this massive pyro thing happen behind them halfway through. And I was like, why is that there? Pay no was... attention to the dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much called... like, this dance is really dull, so we're going to distract you with pyro. I mean, it was it... fine. It was nice. I didn't love the dress. She looked a little bit uncomfortable at times, but, you know, rumba is a hard dance to do. So she she did all right. But to be blunt, it's not like she's, you know, got someone terrible to look at in Ali Ash. I think most women would love to stare at Ali Ash doing a lovely dance like a rumba for 90 seconds with him. So, but yeah, it was fine. Anne, what did you think about um, her torso and how she seemed to be concentrating so hard on the straight leg action that her shoulders had gone stiff? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting that they mentioned her leg action in the VT, um, possibly in, in the hope that you'd look at that and not her top half. I don't know whether she cottoned onto the leg action quite quickly but not the flowiness of the top half or whether she was focusing so much on her leg action that she forgot about the top half I thought her arms half the time they looked limp and the other time other half they looked kind of robotic Mm. um but I, I thought her leg action wasn't that bad but her top half definitely suffered um why i'm not quite sure that has been a sort of a common theme with Gemma in that she's been able to grasp at least one part of each dance extremely well but at the cost of detail and competence in another part but i think that's partly because she is one of the um contestants that have made it this far that doesn't doesn't have the stage training you know, she's she's come into celebrity through an entirely different route to a lot of the others. And so yeah. she doesn't have that kind of training in, in working on your isolations and everything that, that you you need for that sort of success. No, I mean, she and powerlifts and on and on and on about leg action. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> have we all um, 
uh, gone on about Gemma. I I liked it. It was it was nice. That's it. I, I think Anne hit the nail on the head. She was worrying too much about her legs. She forgot about everything else. And that is very common in dancing. They'll focus on one thing and they'll forget something else. If they focus on maybe doing it through the body instead of the legs, it would have worked a lot better. But she was so paralyzed and do doing that. Everything else came a second too late. So it looked a bit off. But her legs were fantastic and she's got fantastic legs. So why not work on them? Yeah, if you can go, if you can go for a ten in one body part, do it. Dancing the jive and bringing us the Friday feeling on a Saturday night. It's Debbie McGee and her partner Giovanni. I wasn't imagining it, was it? Was I? It wasn't terribly good. No, no it wasn't. No, no. If I was, <laughs> this if, was, I was if I was Joe, I would have tried to have got the jive out of the way relatively early and not tonight. I can only yeah. I can only imagine that it was an oversight in planning that ended up with her doing a jive tonight. <laughs> I think this is where her ballet training worked against her because the jive you need to get into the floor and be heavy. And she, same with the samba where she struggled, she was too upright, she was too light. I watched this and personally I think this was her worst dance since week one. Her legs were stiff as a board. She was being dragged around that floor. Giovanni was doing everything he could to distract the judges and the audience by gearing them up and getting his top open and all this. And it just, it wasn't good. And I still would love to know how she got 3-9 to this because mm-hmm. I feel the only judge who was fair in that marking was Craig. She did look peak Debbie McGee though, didn't she? It took me right, oh, back, okay. <laughs> it took me right back to the Paul Daniels magic show. Lisa... Um, I think the reason that she got nine is because that's what's in the script for Debbie to get. Um, it, it, she's she's turned into, for me, sadly. Now, I obviously, we know I've been on a bit of a journey with Debbie. I really didn't like her to start with. I really warmed to her, and, and, and I actually quite like her now. I quite enjoy watching her dance. But she's now turned into the Louise character from last year when they, it was predetermined that she was a nines dancer. So therefore, it didn't really matter what Louise did. She got a nine or a ten. And and they've kind of made that with Debbie now. It doesn't really matter what she does. She'll get the nines. She has to be just slightly behind Alexandra because of other things we've discussed. Um, but she has to get a nine. She, she Honestly, she could have gone out there, stood there, done absolutely nothing for 90 seconds and got a nine. I don't think that's quite fair. John, there was an outraged expression. Um, I'm just I'm watching the video again on YouTube in real time just so that I'm making sure that I'm commenting in the right way. Uh, the, the, the thing in um, the thing in my notebook that nobody else will ever see because this week's scorecard is quite quite untidy really. There's a lot of tipex is that I gave Debbie a 10 for this. I loved it. And so Anybody who says that they didn't really like it, I just think, well, you're wrong. I... <laughs> you know, that's the funny oh. thing about opinions, isn't it? Everybody's <laughs> got one. <laughs> you, you should know my outrage is at the producers, not at Debbie, for deciding this is what her where she sits in the in the story. So, yeah, my outrage is not at Debbie, but I'm just so annoyed that they've kind of formulated this thing again. Yeah, Debbie was clearly doing I've... the best jive that she mm. can with the body she has. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I do... And I enjoyed 
Yeah, the thing is, I enjoyed watching it. I wasn't watching Giovanni. I was watching her, which for me, on the bottom line is, who am I? Who is my attention drawn to? And if my attention is drawn to the professional dancer, then for me that means there's something wrong because my attention should be on the celeb. Uh, and I wasn't watching Giovanni. Uh, and so, and I really enjoyed it, and I, I had an emotional rush at the end of it. So that's why I gave her a ten, and oh, I still good. stand by that. There we are. I'm good. I'm glad Debbie made you feel something. Um, not. Just, just thinking of what John just said about, you know, if you're looking at the professional dancer, then you know it's. A, they, their stance was so bad. I was still thinking about Neil from Hollywood Week stealing the show. That's how bad this dance was. The problem with week 12 mm. is it's the point where you should be bringing out your showstoppers, but a lot of people yeah. have blown through the big guns on the dance card um, mm. like in an attempt to get to Blackpool or, in an att- or earlier on in the series. And like poor Molly left with the samba and Debbie left with the jive, you, like, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel and hoping that the people left haven't got something that um, makes you do the dance you least want to do. Like, I am fairly sure Debbie would rather have done whatever the other Latin she had left was. Which? Spreadsheet time. Um, don't think she's done a... No, she's done a... Oh, no, oh, no. Debbie had waltz and foxtrot left. So, oh. like, she was stuck with the jive. Uh, but okay, she, I think that's... A- I think that's an oversight. They weren't expecting us to get this far because I think if you asked anyone when the 15 came out who would be in the final five, I'm pretty sure no one would have said Debbie McGee. I, I know I personally would no, have. I, I think we all I said did, Debbie McGee. I didn't think she would personally. Maybe it's just me. After week one, I think we were like, whoa, okay. To be fair, I thought Simon Remmer was going to be really, really good before week one. How wrong was I? I thought he was going to be great, and it was like, oh, for God's sake. We all thought Johnny was going to win because we're in love with Oti. Yes, that's true. But I must admit, the, the problem I have with Debbie at the minute is that this is the second week running. She's used to her VT as an excuse to be judged lighter. Because last week she mentioned, oh, I have a back injury. You know, this is really ch- t- stressful on my back. And I was like, yeah, wow, wow. This week, how was she getting paid for each time she mentioned her age? I mean... Yeah, she's an older woman and what she's doing is fantastic. But at this point, we know you're a good dancer. Your age should be in any point strictly null and void. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to, I have to stay there <laughs> as someone who is 15 years younger than Demi McGee. Uh, uh, I just think that I want to hear more when someone who is older than me is is succeeding in something because actually I want to be a 45 year old. I want to be reassured that the older I get, the more opportunity there is for me to shine somewhere. You know, a bit. John, so your no- job has not been squeezing into increasingly small boxes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to be in a dress or I don't, I don't, but, but I, I do not have a problem. In fact, I would go the other way. That actually, it's really, really important to stress the fact that she's fifty-nine and she's moving around the dance floor like she's, well, I think twenty-nine. But maybe that's—I don't know. Maybe that's just. Maybe I'm being ridiculously 
warm-hearted. Strictly is one of those shows where um, you do get a lot of representation of people outside the sort of quite mainstream of beautiful white 20-somethings. Obviously, we do have some beautiful white 20-somethings, but I think that Strictly is also quite good at cheering for people who aren't beautiful white 20-somethings. I mean, I won't disagree. She is an inspiration and she markets them to the main demographic of Strictly, which is women and men over 35 spending the night in on a Saturday. And she is proving you can learn to dance at any age. And, you know, more power to that for being that inspiration. I just think at this point, your age is not avoided. It is a talent competition at the end of the day and you are being marked on your talent and not your age or anything else. It's, it's marked on your dancing, personally. And that's how I've always judged Strictly. I think, let me say a couple of things though. I think, one, she's not in control of her VTs. That's, no, true. That's decided who, what they're going to focus on and what they're going to talk about. Um, and I just, I actually want to talk about the dance. I th- The music was completely wrong for Jive. That is, that's a disco music. That's, we apparently do salsas to disco now. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to see a jive to anything, really, by the Pointer Sisters. It was too fast, so yeah. therefore she couldn't get her feet together. So her feet was, were messy in a jive. And I used to, when I was dancing a thousand years ago, jive was one of my favourites. I really, really enjoyed it. But you have to get your feet more together if you're not absolutely together a lot more together than that was and that wasn't debbie's fault the music was just like way too fast for that dance this is why yeah. i never dive you know i always stand aside when when the jive is on because i just think i can't i can't pick up my feet quick enough can i just say i actually agree with john with this i actually enjoyed it and I sat with mum watching it last night and she's turned 60 this year. And even, she even said, if she can move like Debbie at that age, she'd be really impressed. But yes, it probably didn't deserve nines, maybe more eights, possibly sevens. But I thought she did well. But, you know, like Lisa said, the music wasn't ideal. Anne, have we had you on Debbie? Yeah, I mean, I didn't particularly like the dance. It was a, it was a, it was a week 12 dance, but not for her ability of doing a jive she was much better in hold than she was out um but yeah i didn't particularly like it okay so that was our first round of dancers and i think basically after the first round of dancers you could pick out the finalists right Uh, yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) Okay, they, they, so, didn't make it, they didn't make it hard, did they, to work out who they wanted. So as, was... as we reach the hour mark on the recording, let's plough into the second half. <laughs> Dancing the Argentine tango and demonstrating a cantilever with very sound engineering principles, it's Joe McFadden and his partner Katya. Something a bit different for you in the old Argentine tango stakes there? I really liked this. Yeah, me too. Really, really liked yeah, it. definitely. And doesn't he look lovely in mauve? I would have... Do you know, I almost wanted him to not be wearing those trousers. Maybe, like, actually put him in some dance tights or something. Just, like, yeah? not not chinos. Well... Yeah. I love the smile. I love the eyebrows. Um, I love, I love the, the jowls. But I worry that the legs are not really there. I, I, I'd like the trouser to be quite loose. 
Well, especially, I worry in the Argentine tango that there is just not enough gusset to do all of the moves in a pair of regular chinos, (laughs) unless it's been adapted for dance, like you're going to do yourself an injury. Surely, surely they have an expanded gusset for male dance dancers. (laughs) Well, who knows? We'll have to ask Teresa. I'm going to say, because they have built-in gussets for women. Uh, women's dance dresses, don't they? So that you don't show your actual pants off. They, well, also when they were talking about how they do conversions for off the peg high street suits for dance, they do put extra fabric in under the arms so that you can mm. move. And I just think that they were not. They might do it in the undercarriage as well. Well, I don't think they did, and I think they probably needed to have done, because, I don't know, again, with the balance problems, and I don't know, he did look a bit like he'd left the gas on, but I did really enjoy it. I did really, really enjoy it. I just think that maybe... He's Who's not going to shed some light on his trousers then? He's not going to, he's not going to do I it can't. again. He's not going to do it again in the final. But I sort of wish he had another shot because it's clearly an amazing routine, but he did not smash it. Elliot, trousers. <laughs> um, to go on that instance, um, rule one in my dance school and any dancer worth the salt will say you do not dance in jeans or chinos. So why the hell he was in a pair of jeans? I don't Because you can't move your legs. You can't stretch out. It restricts your movement at the knee and the thigh area. So maybe... Get some dance trousers and then put that fabric over the top of you on that effect. But don't put them in a pair like that. It, yeah, that was a bizarre choice. The Return itself, I thought was great. I loved the ending. I thought that was really clever and out of the box and catchy. It kind of shows her like ideas. For when he sort of like rolled onto the floor, I did kind of look at where the hell is this going? And then obviously they did that. I mean, they tried to put a concept to the song, which was good. We very rarely see that. And... Yeah, it's just a shame that his balance was a bit over the shop last night because this had the potential to be a real show-stopping 40. And it's just a shame that minor details did cost that. But at this point, you are looking for those minor details and that sort of perfection almost. I also really enjoyed, I'm going to call it a pretzel lift, when he had Katya actually folded into a pretzel as he uh, lifted her. (laughs) That was very good. That was the kind of lift that looked like it had slightly gone wrong. And then you realise, oh, actually, it looks quite nice once he started spinning her. I actually thought, I was worried, actually, him going to an Argentine tango in the semi-final because men have a history of mm. not doing well. And after last and, week as well. Yeah, with Davids obviously being eliminated. And I thought Joe, not mastered the dance, but picked up enough to do quite well. And the list for me, he did well lifting, catch it into the lift and then out you know catching coming out of the lift worked well for me if joe does the yeah. tour they're gonna make him do that and <laughs> he's gonna get mind. he's gonna get like 26 shots at getting it right well that might not be a bad thing because i i think he really enjoyed this and i think he was annoyed with himself that he lost balance and you know a few things just hadn't hadn't gone right i thought this was great i love that song anyway <laughs> so that's it you know you're onto a good thing if you if you do a song i like i slightly um, preferred it when cypress ended it for eurovision but you know <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I was waiting for that. We know that Rag and Bone Man was there first. The gravity about it, isn't it? Yeah. I thought this really, was really beautifully lit, and you know that I'm always keeping an eye out on the lighting, having... having... Did, you, uh, did I tell you, I studied lighting, like, years and years and years ago, when I did my, like, drama at GCSE, I did a stage management thing, and I specialised in lighting just for GCSE, there you go. Um, so I always keep an eye on lighting. Um, I did think this was lit really beautifully. Um, I thought everything looked really, really good. And I really enjoy a dance with a bit of anger and aggression in it. And I thought that this had lots of that. And yeah, that little cantilever movement at the end was fabulous. We don't, like, it is really nice to see a different emotion in a dance. We are used to just seeing lost, basically, in an Argentine tango. Mm. But to actually see conflict is... Interesting, different, mm. arty. I approve. No, I was just gonna say I enjoyed the D rings in their hair again. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, well, no, he couldn't have done it in a pair of actual bondage trousers because they would be constricting as well. <laughs> yeah, he could, he could have done it in the Ruben Galaretta um, leggings because they're definitely not <laughs> constrictive at all. <laughs> He needs to get I challenge you to Google. He needs to get onto Slavka. Google the leg harnesses by Ruben Galaretta. Yeah, Slavka's got there. <laughs> right. Yeah, dance leggings would have been fine. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. If any, if any strictly dance calls for breaking out the contemporary section of the dancewear catalogue, this would have been it. Um, oh, John, you're making Ellie. A, oh. we can't lose Ellie. Hello, I'm here. Hello. No, I don't understand. John? Hello, yes. Um, what don't you I understand? I haven't got anything to say. I don't have anything to say about Joe's dance, really. Oh. Not that I haven't said it. I'm sorry. Okay. I think that's everybody. Yep. Dancing a salsa that prompted me, unbidden, to rise to my feet and exclaim, Yes, Queen! It's Alexandra Burke and her partner, Gorka. Ah, there's another outfit for going down the shops in. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there, so somebody is in, into their early 90s uh, dance anthems this year on the Strictly Crew because we had Ride on Time the other week and now we've got, finally it has happened to me. I was thinking somebody's been watching Priscilla, Queen of the Desert because Basically, a lot of the yeah. from that has like... Yes. Walked their way into the into the soundtrack of this season. Oh, I hope that means we get someone doing um, the pros doing uh, Priscilla dance at the start of the next show. That would have been awesome on Musicals Week. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Week. No, we got bloody it's... Oliver. Yeah, exactly. Right. Next year we want Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, with the bus. Okay. Moving on. Who's coming in on this then? I will. I thought this was fabulous, but. You know, you're dancing a salsa with someone who's grown up with a salsa and Gorka. It was never going to be bad, but this is where, like, Alexandra's true fight and determination and essence as a performer really shone. It wasn't, like, the cleanest dance. Then, you know, the salsa is tough, and we've seen people struggle with it this year, but she just threw everything at it. The lighting worked really well when they did that lift with the spotlight behind them coming, going off the glitter ball. That looked really nice. Um, yeah, the sort of like disco lights on the floor gave it sort of clubby feel. My main issue is like whenever she did the drop, she didn't have her legs together and it did look a bit unladylike. And I was like, just put your feet together. But apart from that, yeah, she absolutely 
smashed this dance and did really, really well for herself and should be proud. This was the second of the locks down the camera. Immediately after she did that slightly unladylike but quite cool drop, uh, there was the walking straight to the camera with this sort of fierce celebratory just... I have one look on her face. Uh, so, you know, she told a really nice story through her dancers this evening, whether she intended to or not. John? I, I, again, I'm just going to disagree with everybody and just said that I really enjoyed Alexander as well. I'm basically easily pleased. I didn't, I didn't say it's see anything that made me go, ooh. Um, not unlike later in the, in the show. Richard? I don't, and this is going to sound controversial, I don't think it deserved 40. I think she struggled coming out of that final lift and it showed easily on screen. Yes, she, she had full of energy and stuff, but it just didn't deserve those top marks. The thing is, for the story to be satisfying, she did have to get top marks. and Exactly. This is only like maybe 30% about dancing. True, just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Somebody has to remain tethered to reality, Richard. And it's you tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Anne. Well, it's never me, so that's fine. I had guests around last night when uh, we were, well, when Strictly was on. And uh, we'd gone and sat in the living room and just had Strictly on. Initially, very, very quiet. Ambient viewing. Ambient viewing, yeah. Background. And uh, everybody ended up not talking and just staring at Alexandra doing this dance. And they're not regular strictly viewers, the people that were around. And they went, oh, that was quite good, wasn't it? So, you know, I think it had a, quite a, a, a strong appeal. Yes, there is something a bit just, oh, look at it go, about Alexandra dancing. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, I, I really liked this. I thought it was a, a really full-on salsa. It really did feel like she was at a party. I did actually want to get into the screen and kind of shimmy on up to her and kind of say, I'll join in with this, I can do this, watch me do these lifts. Um, so I, I felt really involved in it. Um, and, it was, and it was really energetic, which is what we've come to expect from her she kind of had the energy in the right places if she was going to have a a dance that she could kind of go full-on pelt at then this was was going to be it my 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 main issue and it's been my issue with alexandra since week one is that she started going pigeon toed uh. on a couple of the bits which is my kind of thing i that she's got those legs we've talked about this she's got those lovely shapely legs that means when she goes pigeon toes, by golly, don't you see it? And I'm kind of drawn to her feet. Or almost to her credit, I'm drawn to her feet because I'm so confident with the rest of her body that I don't need to look at it because I, I, I get the feeling that that will know what she knows what she's doing. So I was really looking at her feet. So from that perspective, it, 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 it was going to score 40, but it wasn't really a faulty but it was brilliant dancing a waltz that has been proven by dentists to be dangerous to your dental enamel it's molly king and her partner aj 
I was done hearing about the showman's by week seven. <laughs> really was. Um, it, this is going to sound really, really odd because I, I am kind of fed up of the will they, won't they, are they, aren't they kind of showman's. But from a, a totally dance point of view, I probably thought that that's the best I've seen them. Mainly because there was no gimmicks. They were just dancing. There wasn't any hedonism by AJ, kind of look at me, do my little bit by myself. I I just thought they just looked quite nice together and it was just nice to see them dancing. I mean, it wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, they looked possibly... This would have been good in, I don't know, week eight... But, you know, for them, it, that was probably the best you're going to get. Yeah. I have to say, Anne, that's a phrase I never want to hear said again. Hedonism by AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we'll never hear of it again. It's a range of scented body washes. Yes. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of agree with Anne on this. I thought this was nice. It was pleasant to watch. Um it was a, a, a lot better than the last one. They were very smart with the lighting on this. They kept her feet completely in darkness the whole way through the dance, so you couldn't really see what was going on. Um, and there was one moment There was one moment where they had the follow spot on AJ and suddenly realised it was slightly too big and like noticeably just like shortened the, um, made the, the spot smaller. So you literally saw the spot do that. <laughs> That's not very helpful on a podcast, but you know what I mean. <laughs> they, they slightly closed their gobo. Hmm. Or would it have That's been an iris? Would it have been an iris? It might no, it's an, an iris on a flat spot. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I. This, this was really the moment in the show when I. Sorry, I'm watching it again whilst talking. Yeah, I am. Uh, but um, this would be the moment in the show when I thought I, I absolutely love you, but I've no idea who you are. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> And, and that seems a terrible shame, having having put in all of that effort for so long, and then for a member of the audience to go, yeah, whatever. Um, I, yeah, she's lovely, and and my my initial enthusiasm for AJ is I'm wrong about that because I th- I think I think it would be fair to say that I find AJ ever so slightly creepy, in a sort of a in a or sort of Hamilton. a kind of way pretty but almost like he's ken to somebody else's barbie mm. I think maybe welcome aboard welcome aboard yeah a laugh <laughs> taking me 12 weeks to realize it's all right we'll never we'll never mock you about liking aj again bless you bless you for that elliot it was nice it was a lot better than the first dance she did come across a bit nervous but it was nice my main gripe is that her shoulders were basically her earrings for the entire time yeah. around the floor because they were up here and you could just see all her nerves in her top line and she was kind of and also her eyes were so high up they looked like they're about to roll into her skull which is what Gemma normally does but this week Molly did it which is where they have the head up so high looks like the eyes are gonna roll in the back of their skull but it was nice the dress was stunning but to be blunt, the dress was probably the best part. And I agree, AJ, as lovely as he is, 
he does have a bit of a creepy smile. I think that's what it is. He, he has it's, his smile is like too perfect almost. It's a bit like Ryan mm. Clark's. It's just too dull like. I'd like yeah, to, I'd yeah like to if see... you're going to get veneers, don't get the very, very, very white veneers. <laughs> I'd really like to see AJ really, really annoyed about something really insignificant. I'd like to see him really kick off. Uh, It'd like being then... savaged by a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. I, I would pay very, very good money see him angry for no reason whatsoever just so that i'd feel better about myself really <laughs> so i was watching the results show with mom and dad this might be, be chat best left for the results show section but whatever as we know mom has been on the podcast and there have been no comedy vts since mom told them to stop yeah, um, <laughs> and dad is also um He's Team Joe now. He says he reckons Joe's going to win it. Um, but he was saying that there is no way that you can uh, really properly compare a waltz that's that sort of vanilla with any of the other things that happened in that show. And I think he's right. Like, it's nice for what it is, but in Ye Olde Strictly, when everybody was doing the cha-cha or the waltz in the first couple of weeks, we'd have been blown away with it. That would have been, that would have been mm. super. And she would be doing something... I don't know. She maybe wouldn't have been doing anything in the semi-final at all. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just at a loss about Molly, really. She seems nice, but I've just... I've, I, like, I, I like other competitors more. She seems to have no edge to her character. And I think we're all people on this podcast who like people with that little bit of something to them. And it, it's not to say that Molly isn't nice, but it is that she has been portrayed solely as nice and not really as anything else. Mm. Yeah, mm. like we, we've never seen her really... Oh, I suppose when they were still doing the comedy VTs, there were some things which sort of hinted that she had a slightly weird sense of humour. And I think we might have warmed to her if we'd have seen that there was just a little bit of grit in the oyster. I think she's just been portrayed as forgettable. Like, she's not memorable in the slightest when you think about the cast. Like, she is a name that you would forget about. Elliot, like, you wouldn't believe the podcast-related problems we have had just remembering to keep Molly in the running order. Even yeah. with spreadsheets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, this, yeah so she just, she's just like your stereotypical, strictly happy, smiley, I'm happy to be here woman who has no arc. She doesn't have a breakthrough week. She hasn't had any moment let's say she hasn't wowed us at all this entire series and so she's just forgettable is that for why me. she's had the showmance i'm gonna say i'm wondering yes. if she's been that, that showmance came out of nowhere because it was all about Gemma and gorka then suddenly it was like oh molly and aj i was like they're like 10 years apart like how is this a thing like not to discriminate but i was like how is this a thing because it was just like suddenly out of nowhere once Gorko and Gemma were starting to like put those rumours to bed. This Molly and AJ thing just erupted out of nowhere. And then it was almost then Joe and then Joe and Molly were apparently dating. I was just like, like what what no. where, where is all this coming from? <laughs> like I'm so confused. But yeah, I think she was just being forgotten about. And yeah, she's just I'm she, I, she comes across a sort of woman who'd be lovely to sit and have tea with. 
like afternoon tea in a nice little tea shop somewhere in the Cotswolds. I'm sure it'll be fabulous, but that's about it with Molly King. And I'm really sad because when she got announced, I was quite excited, but she's just been a bit flat. Ah, well, last call for Molly. Last call for Molly. Ding, ding. No, can I just say one thing, though? Yes. Like, it's not a thing. Like, it's, <laughs> never, it's never been a thing. Nope. They are not a thing. They're not a thing. No. It's not a thing. Who, Stop who talking that... about the thing. There is no thing. Okay, mm. I said it. But who thought that they were a thing? Tess Nobody Daly, mainly. Tess Daly. Well, no. Uh, don't well, forget, Tess is only reading what's on her auto cue. We can't remember her. They had to do something to try to remind people who she was. So they created a fake thing with AJ. That's not a thing. Stop talking about the thing. The thing is dead. There is no thing. I, I also think they made this show match because as a professional, AJ is completely forgettable as well. He yes, has he nothing is. about him. So you've got the two most blandest personalities in the cast shoved mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. I think they're just... Just imagine how the fireworks, though, if Molly had been dancing with Neil all this time. No, but but don't do that because we all do in the show. We all know he'd be a billion times better than AJ. And they, for some reason... AJ's getting that, not Neil. Mind you, we're kicking Brendan out, aren't we, and having Neil in next year, yeah. so everything's yeah. good. Bye, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Okay, last dance. Oh, no, there's two more. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Dancing a tango to a song that you shouldn't listen too closely to the lyrics of. It's Gemma Atkinson and her partner, Ali Ash. This song should be on the list. Who made, who made that executive decision to give them My Sharona as a tango? I mean, it's, it's a fine song, but not as a bloody tango. Come on, guys. <laughs> like, seriously? Right, we spent all of last year moaning about the stupid rock tangos, and we thought we'd pretty much escaped them this year. And then suddenly, they went and gave us one in the semi-final. At least we'll never Equal. see it again. No, that's true. Hallelujah. That is true. I mean, it's not as bad as the Black Eyed Peas is a tango, but it's pretty close. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. Strictly to stop trying to like fuse genres of music and genres of dance, which just don't work. Get Give them an ex-professional dancer who knows what songs will work best for the dancers and leave it at that. Get a musical professional to do it and stop thinking, oh, this will work because it never does. They, going on the they dance. seem to be very concerned about um, hitting the right demographics, like having something that's been <laughs> in the charts this year, having something that uh, 50 plusers will relate to, having something that the 30 somethings will remember from uh, their underage clubbing days, um, where, rather than matching it directly up with the actual dance. And this rock tango has become a thing which should not be a thing. No, it should be as much of a thing as AJ and Molly are. Which is not a thing. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. (laughs) I wonder whether if they they had uh, chosen something that was a little tighter and a little sharper musically uh, and rhythmically, whether actually um, Gemma would have appeared a little tidier uh, and a little more responsive to the beat. It, you know, she she wasn't behind the beat like some others, uh, but it was a bit it was a bit tired. Uh, and I wonder whether something with a bit more 
with a bit of a sharper beat, a sharper rhythm, might have helped her a little bit more. Um, mm. I don't know, because, you know, I'd, uh, my assumption is, is that what they hear on the dance floor is the same as what I hear in the mix when I'm at home. Uh, may not be like that at all. I, I don't know whether they have a click track. That or, is interesting, actually. I wonder what the monitoring situation is like, because they're definitely not wearing in-ears. Right, no. OK. I wasn't sure. But I did, I did wonder whether actually if there was something that that was a had a drier rhythm track, um, whether as a dancer you'd think that's pretty sharp, and so I will try and reflect that in my in my kick. So it, it's a tiny, tiny thing, uh, but it just all seemed a bit raggedy and a bit like, oh, you know, we're nearly the end of the series. I didn't like. <laughs> it takes me across. I don't know. <laughs> Anne. I mean, I have to say, I mean, I really like this song. I think it's a really, really good song. But honestly, Anne, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't look at the lyrics. I uh, no, 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 I don't, no, no, no. I'm very well, well aware of that. Um, I think this song gave them a lot of trouble because it isn't really a tango, first of all. But also, this the, my Sharona has got a very particular beat and guitar riff to it that if if Gemma had been up to it I think they could have choreographed steps that really mirrored that kind of bass line and the guitar riffs to it but it didn't and it just it did feel like you could have taken the sound down and put something more tango-y on and it could have been for anything um I mean I would have ideally liked the dance to be a bit rougher and a bit more kind of kind of dirtier and you would have wanted a bit some, more you, kind of uh, a bit you more wanted some stud, studs put on it yeah I, I want I, yeah I wanted it to be kind of yeah yeah kind of outwardly kind of out there and, you needed to and, ball balls didn't you <laughs> and I also found her dress a bit off-putting and I'm not quite sure why it was the weird strip fringing I think yeah it didn't really go. I didn't know whether it was because they had like the green bit or whether it was the two halves or there was something about it and I'm still not quite sure why I thought it was a much more noticeably swimwear cut than normal yeah yeah I think the 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 bit that that <clears throat> kind of the bit that you're not that hang on the bit that's throwing you off is where the waistline sat Poss- where the yeah. line just sat straight across the sort of widest part of her hips and it looked really odd without that black line there it would have looked a lot better that dress I mean I loved it obviously because it's green so <laughs> ditto Lisa I love green uh, who's next for Gemma for me I think she portrayed attitude but when it came to like the technique in the body it didn't show and I think this is because as we've been speaking about the beats of my Sharona and that sort of thing so for me Gemma portrayed the attitude of a tango in her face but face downwards it didn't quite work I think if you were going to do a tango to a song of this era you might have better luck with Radar Love Yeah. 
Um, That's a bit more steady, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And you yeah. can make up the rhythms. Well, you've got a much more... It's Is it staccato beat in that? So you, you can really emphasise it, whereas yeah. my Sharona is more... Uh, loose in between each beat in the song it's also got that stupid guitar solo which is on a completely different rhythm yeah yeah and it's also got you know as we said lyrics that the bbc of all organizations needs to not be singing about on the primetime saturday night tv yeah yeah it's a really (laughs) uncomfortable song um yeah it is like I don't want to hear Brotherhood of Man save all your kisses for me anymore. I never want to hear that song again. Like I don't want to hear it because it just goes to a really grimy place and I don't like it. I oh, don't want to hear my Sharona either. Grimy is exactly the word for it. It is a mm. really grimy oh. song. Mm. Anyway, you thought the so, BBC might have learnt by now. So that top looks amazing, Emily. I'm just looking at your camera screen. You're fringing on your neckline. Looks great. DSI would be very proud of you. I'm available, DSI. <laughs> we, we, all, we all are. <laughs> yeah, we're coming down. <laughs> we're just going to invade. Uh, have pretty we... much are just going to go and invade them somehow. Yeah, I want to get my hands on their fringing. That's the, the, that, oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> That's the podcast episode title. I want Sorry. to get my hands on that fringing. Uh, have we had everybody on Gemma? I've not said a lot other than I like the dress, but... Um, I think we've all we've said basically what I was going to say, which is um, as much as I think Mike Sharona is a wonderfully catchy song, it is a bit grotty, and um, she yeah she just didn't look quite comfortable. But I wonder if that's when she was doing the V and E, she was having problems with balance and dizziness, and obviously there's a lot of very sharp head turns she was doing, and I'm wondering if part of it was protecting herself with that. Oh yeah, she she was even um, moaning about being dizzy when she was doing Foxtrot, wasn't she? Can I just say? I mean, we said we said about her dress. Can I just say about her hair as well? Oh the yeah, you were was, bothered. I liked the boofy bit. I could see where they were going with the like three little like tight wrap buns, but why did they leave the ends just sticking out randomly? It just looked really weird. <laughs> It wasn't great, was it? No, I mean, no, it wasn't. I felt a bit sorry for her, really. Uh, it looked like it looked like it had all been a bit rushed, and that she got yeah. caught from the dressing room a little bit too late. Uh, I got and, the impression that's what happened. If you looked right. at the various makeup and hair artist Instagrams, there were some really nice time lapses of the five-minute quick changes in hair and makeup. Like there was a very nice one of Debbie's and one of Alexandra's on. I forget who's Insta, but it was... I'll have to have a look. I'll have a look. And that is it. I'm calling it. We're not going to talk about Gemma's hair anymore. Dancing the foxtrot and becoming the absolute apotheosis of loveliness, it's Debbie McGee and her partner, Giovanni. I really like this dress. There is no 10-second rule. There are no rules. Who needs rules? Rules. They're more like guidelines. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what happened to the 10 second rule in this book. Yeah. Um, I really liked the dress they had in the um, sort of. It was a very particular shade of sort of not red, not orange. I think it was topaz. Uh, I think it was topaz. You know, the underskirt. Topaz. 
yeah. it was beautiful. I really liked that. She looked great, and I think she she did a really beautiful job on it. Well done, dancing. Nice Debbie. one. Elliot. It was a thousand times better than her jive, first and foremost, and she has proven herself in the ballroom week in, week out. She looks stunning in that dress, and the second DSI put that on sale is getting snapped up by someone in the dancing world because it is a gorgeous dress, and it say it was lovely. They danced lovely. It was sweet. It was cute. Yeah. It was really it nice was to lovely. see Gio singing every line of it to her in um, a sort of uh, massive turnaround from the normal thing where you're not supposed to be singing along. Richard? Um, I thought the dress was lovely too, I must admit, and that was one of my, you know, suggestions for Throck of the Week. She smiled throughout, so it was obvious she was enjoying it more than the jive, and I just think it flowed well around the floor. There was, there was nothing to dislike. It was it was just... It was lovely. I said it was a pleasant show closer because it was just a nice calming end, it felt like. Yeah. Anne? Hmm. There was not really much more to be said, really. She, she, she literally was lovely Debbie McGee. They, they kind of eked every little bit of the word lovely into that dance as i said and, the, and, the and, and, apotheosis of loveliness i know it, it literally was just kind of that is in the dictionary that's next to the word lovely is that dance it was ah oh, that's lovely yeah i mean it was quite i mean it was quite it was quite an obvious song choice for her um and and it well, it did have a, a, a I guess a, a slight amount of cheese about it. Debbie, in a I'm way, sure I'm sure that Debbie only narrowly missed out on having to do a rock tango to "It's a Kind of Magic." Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, a little bit of cheese. You know, you need a little bit of cheese in your life, and this was. We started out the show with uh, Joe channeling the spirit of light entertainment, and we finished the evening with Debbie taking a little bit of the spirit of light entertainment too. Yes. I'm going to pick up on the song. I felt as though I was being told how to feel about Debbie McGee um, before I'd seen her dance, and I. So I was sort of quite cynical when I watched the dance. I still thought it was fantastic. Don't get me wrong, uh, but I actually found that I found that that cheesy selection. I I felt they were crossing a line. I thought they were playing with me, uh, and I I didn't think it was the right choice. There we are. Fair enough, Lisa. How are you doing on the Debbie journey? I am still on the good on you, Debbie. I'm happy that you're in the final. I haven't voted for Debbie, but I haven't, I haven't actively not voted for her, if that makes sense. You know, there are some you go, well, I'm not voting for that person. So I, I haven't chosen not to vote for her, but I haven't voted for her either. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I am pleased for her in that, you know, I do think, you know, when, when she said about, you know, she got her sparkle back. Um, you know, she's had a really tough year and this has been a really good end to a tough year for her. So I'm happy that she's done it. I, she's going to get lots and lots of work from this. Um, she's going to become, you know, the lovely Debbie McGee all over again. Um, Primetime chat show, please. Yeah, exactly. I suspect she may end up as a loose woman. Um, 
no, 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 no. She's very BBC. Yeah, she is. I think the BBC won't want her go. I don't. I don't. I don't think she should do loose women. I think it's um, like either early tea time or prime time chat show. Maybe maybe it's on the one show or something. It's a one show. Yeah, maybe maybe that. Yeah. Okay then, maybe uh, not. Right. Anyway, women, once we're once we're the, done the, the doing problem... Debbie's agent's job, <laughs> <laughs> the problem that they have with Debbie is that she's an older woman. So you know what? The BBC don't know what to do with older women. They generally fire them. So now they've got an older woman whose star is on the rise. <laughs> it's going to confuse them, and good because it should confuse them, and they should have to actually do something about it. Anyway, um, I thought this dance was great. I thought it was it was definitely better than the jive, of course. Um, and I'm utterly thrilled for Debbie that she's in the final, and good luck to her. And uh, you know, I will probably come on to it. She might win, but there are four who might win. So, and that was Saturday night. Sunday night results show. Um, does anybody want to talk about the extremely weird juxtaposition that I thought was laying it on a bit much or possibly just a very strange choice of shot that we had that interesting routine with the guest B-boy dancers and B-girl dancers. And then um, Tess called out the names of the B-boy and B-girl. And then there was a shot of Aston and Ore applauding in the audience. As if to be like a, yo guys, Strictly's not racist um, kind of thing. And... I yes. just thought that was a weird sequence of shots. Yes. Yeah, whoever yes. edited that was not paying attention clearly. It just seemed very bizarre. Or, or they were. Or they were paying attention. It was ham fisted. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yes, so we got, I reckon, the bottom two that we said last week Jenna yeah. and Molly. And uh, Molly had. I don't know who it was that I was talking on tw- talking to on Twitter. Was it you, Anne? Where we were saying that uh, Molly had got into her own head and she'd basically... No, spot- it was me. Oh, it was you, Lisa. She'd spot psychology yeah. her way into losing the dance-off before she was even in the dance-off. Yeah, she has. She, she, she began to second-guess herself and second-guess her own, her own kind of brain um, and you could basically see it was over at that point. Whereas Gemma was still up for kicking that tango one more time. Yeah, Gemma, Gemma hadn't decided the result for herself in her head. And I think mm. Molly had. I think Molly had gone, I'm going home this week. Um, even before we got to the dance floor. So, quick chorus of yes or or no's. Are you happy with the final lineup, Richard? Absolutely thrilled with the final lineup. Excellent. Anne? Yes. If it had been anything else, I think it wouldn't have been the best final. Okay. John? Uh, Very much so, yes. Well done, everybody. It's been a fantastic effort. Lisa? Yes, very much. I would have liked Susan there, but I don't know who I would replace her with, so... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we can just have Susan come on and do a guest spot. I don't know. That would be marvellous. Emily? (laughs) Yes, very happy with the final four. Elliot? Yeah, I would deserve it. I think I think we've got the best four that 
will make a good show. Uh, yeah, it would have been nice if we could have had four and a half finalists and get Susan in there for a bit. Uh, but, you know, we've got whoever wins now, it's a good story. Yes. Yeah, we've definitely. got Joe, who's uh, improved so much. He's come from being merely the lead of a couple of musicals a while ago to a pretty creditable dancer. We've got Alexandra, who's magnificent and has her own triumph over adversity story. We've got Debbie, who's got her triumph over adversity story. And we've got Gemma, who it would be an amazing surprise if she just came out of, the way, out of nowhere and through persistence and strength won the whole thing. Yeah, I'm happy with whatever happens next week. I really am. Yep. I don't think I'm going to feel disappointed. Whoever wins, I'm going to feel like I've had the payoff that I want when I've watched. I'll, you know. I, I will hold you to that. No no tears next Saturday, Emily. Are you coming round? Are you coming round? Yeah, of course I am. Good, good. And so I think we just have our final bit of business, which is special mentions and frock of the week. So Yay. let's do around again nice and fast your special mention for frock of the week john if you make a face about like not knowing i will go straight to you debbie debbie (laughs) debbie's box trot okay and Anne. um i I, it's definitely debbie's fox or should i say the underneath of debbie's fox trot dress okay it's the dress of the week richard it has to be debbie's fox trot dress Emily. Debbie's box top dress. <laughs> Elliot. Molly's wool dress. And I'm going to go for Alex's salsa dress, just to be different. Uh, Lisa, tell us what's what. <laughs> tell us who's won. Yeah, no, I, I, I tell you who's won. I think we may know that already. <laughs> I feel like, feel like all the 12 points have been given and that the televote is not going to make much of a result. Um, no, definitely. Alexander's dress was amazing. I have another special mention, and that is Darcy's frock from the Sunday night results show. That white um, dress was just gorgeous on her. And I also really, really liked Claude's dress on Sunday as well. I thought that was really fun, that turquoise one with the little bows down the front. I, I hope really that Emily is working out how to do the exact same thing. I have a dress that's basically already that already. Um, it's just not turquoise? No, it is turquoise, but it's not quite tuxedo front, but it's got um, a front panel. Um, so I can just work on that, I think. Well, get, yeah. right, get right um, on But it. yes, I I do think this week we do have to... Oh, Katia's was the other one I was going to say. Katia's collot thing at the very, very beginning. Oh, I yes. thought that was stunning. Um, but yes, I do think this week we do have to award Frock of the Week to the lovely Debbie McGee. Yay! Twinkle noise goes in here. <laughs> you can't start mentioning the sound effects. It makes it too metatextual. Sorry. But this has been the most metatextual uh, series of Strictly so far, so it's only fair that we get to go metatextual too. Amazing. It's been wonderful having this megapod for the semi-final. Who knows what will happen next Saturday? But now we say goodnight to all of our guests. Good night, Richard. Good night. Good night, Anne. Good night. Good night, John. Good night. Good night. Good night, Lisa. From a very snowy Cotswolds, good night. Good night, Emily. Good night. And good night, Elliot. Night. Thanks for having me. And good night from me, Ellie, your host.